Welcome to the Insight Through Experience podcast, a podcast created to provide information about what life is like inside the most specialized special tactics organization in the U.S. Air Force. In these episodes, we'll be bringing you the experiences from many of our experts, ranging from our human performance optimization staff, our combat mission supporters, as well as our special warfare operators. Our main objective with these podcasts are to provide the listener with a unique look inside our culture of excellence in hopes that you will make the 724 a future career goal. Now sit back, relax, take some notes, prepare to hear from some of the Air Force's finest. Thank you for joining us on the Insight Through Experience podcast. Welcome back to the Insight Through Experience podcast, everyone. It is awesome to have you back here for this week's discussion around stress tolerance. This is our fifth attribute that we're covering, our final attribute. And let's just recap real quick where we've been so far. We as an organization use five attributes, the five attributes that we really value in our people that we feel if you bring these attributes into your organization, it's going to help establish a culture of excellence. And those five attributes are problem solving, interpersonal effectiveness, drive, communication, and this week we're looking at stress tolerance. And as I've mentioned in episodes in the past, we are saving stress tolerance towards the end because stress stretches across all four of the other attributes. So in any situation, you could be problem solving, trying to communicate, dealing with people interpersonally, stress is going to come into play in all four aspects. So learning how to tolerate that stress, learning how to define what stress really is, learning how to have a better mindset around what stress is doing for us are all important things to help you perform better. And if you haven't caught on yet, the whole reason we do these is because we want you to perform up to your optimal level when you're here at our ANS process. But beyond our ANS process, I just want you to be effective in your life. I want you to be able to manage your stress effectively so you can have a happier, healthier, more productive life. And this week, we're going to lean on two experts in the field of stress. One is Dr. Kelly McGonigal. She is a health psychologist out at Stanford University, a lecturer. And most importantly for this discussion, she's the author of the book, The Upside of Stress, which is just a really great read for anybody who's in a job where your performance matters. The next expert we're going to lean on this week is Dr. Aliyah Crum, who's another psychologist at Stanford. She's also the principal investigator at the Stanford Mind and Body Lab. I was introduced to her via her TED Talk some years ago and also Kelly McGonigal through her TED Talk as well. These are two highly experienced experts when it comes to stress and mindsets. So I will have all their info down in the show notes. I'll link to their TED Talks and to some other work, research papers and some other things um, that will be valuable to you if you just want to do some more digging. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into stress tolerance this week with the ultimate intent on learning how to manage your stress a little bit more effectively, see it as a healthy growth opportunity, and not be debilitated by it when it's time to perform. Let's start our discussion around stress with just a few simple questions, because again, all I want to do is make you aware of what your mindset is currently around stress, because if we can become aware of how we are thinking about stress, we have the option to change it. So here are the questions. When you were growing up, how have you been indoctrinated around the thoughts of stress? Have you always heard that stress is a negative thing? That stress will disrupt your ability to perform? That stress is a negative that's going to cause bad health benefits if you let it persist? Or did you grow up hearing that stress can be a positive 
And if you harness stress as benefits, that you can perform better, you can move forward more effectively, and you can grow from the experiences that you're having. Now, if you're anything like me, and I'm getting older, I grew up and at first, um, when I was really young, never heard anything about stress. And then heart disease and everything else became really prominent in the news media. And this word stress was out there, but nobody really knew what it meant. And then it's gained prominence over the last roughly 25-ish years in the mainstream. But it's always a negative. I've always considered stress something that you want to avoid, something that's going to interrupt whatever you're trying to do. And just the bad outcomes are always going to be on the other side of stress and the stress response. My guess is the majority of people listening to this have also heard that. Now, if we can come to the realization that this is where our mindset is around stress, that it's going to be a negative, that as soon as I start feeling my heart rate increase and that pressure building and the heat building, whatever your stress response signals are, with this awareness, now what do I expect is going to happen when I feel stress coming on and when something stressful is entering my life? Of course, it's going to be negative because that's the only mindset and thoughts I've ever had about it. But what happens if we change that mindset? What happens if I start seeing stress as more like a superpower than a disability? What happens when I view my stress responses, that heat building up in my chest, my heart rate increasing, my respiration increasing? What happens when I start seeing those as a positive thing? That those are things priming me to perform better as I move to execute whatever task it is that's raising my stress levels. And that's the genesis of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to start by defining stress. We're going to give you both Kelly McGonigal and Aaliyah Crumb's definitions of stress. They both are closely related, but I like both of them. And I think some of you may latch on to one or the other, which is awesome. We're going to use some examples from selection to kind of prime your mind and, and get you to understand how that stress is going to be interacting with you as you go through. And your mindset will be maybe the biggest determining factor of whether you perform well or whether you let stress debilitate you. We'll discuss the three primary hormones that your body releases when the stress response begins. We'll look at DHEA, we'll look at adrenaline, and we'll look at cortisol and how your mindset alone can change the levels that are released inside the body of each of these hormones. And research is revealing that if we can change our mindset to an enhancing mindset around stress, we can increase levels of DHEA that are produced when the stress response happens. We can lower the cortisol levels that are being released. And in the end, that's going to help us perform better in the moment and also recover much quicker and find resilience at the end of the stress response. And last but not least, we'll look at Aaliyah Crumb's three simple steps in how to develop a stress enhancing mindset. I'm not spending much time on talking about why stress tolerance is important to us at our organization, because I think stress tolerance is important to everybody in your life at work, no matter if you're a special tactics operator, a combat mission supporter, it doesn't matter. We all need to manage stress better in our lives because it's all a part of our lives. It's evolution's gift to us to help us prime ourselves for action. All right, let's start with both Kelly and Aaliyah's definitions of stress. All right, we'll start with Kelly McGonigal's definition of stress. And it's simply that stress is what arises when something you care about is at stake. Very simple, very straightforward definition, but I love it. And I think it's something we can all latch on to because really stress is nothing but evolution's biological response to help us prime to move towards something we care about. 
That's it. Very simple. Now, Aaliyah Crumb's definition of stress, and I think some of you can also latch onto this one very easily. I like it as well. So stress is defined as the experience or anticipation of adversity in our goal-related efforts. Let me read that one more time. Stress is defined as the experience or anticipation of adversity in our goal-related efforts. And what I love about Aaliyah's definition is she gets that anticipation in there because most of the stress I've experienced in my life wasn't during an event. It was the anticipation of the event for minutes, hours, days, weeks, months before the event occurs. So I think that's also a great definition that we can build on. So to me, the way I think about it is stress is just the body's way to prime itself for action. It's an opportunity for us to use the priming functions of stress to help us perform better, to help us get better, and to help us grow afterwards. That sounds like a superpower to me, and that's what we're here to talk about today is turning this into a superpower. I think it's also important not to kid ourselves. Just because we change our mindset around stress, if we see stress is enhancing, doesn't mean it's going to feel great when that stress response starts kicking in. But whether it feels good or not, we can now see it as something beneficial rather than something that's debilitating. And that's the key. That's what mindsets do for you. So let's talk a little bit about why we would choose mindset over coping techniques with stress. And this isn't an either or conversation. You can do both if you need to. But what the research is pointing to, if you use a stress is enhancing mindset, the need to do a lot of coping behaviors in the moment will decrease significantly. I think it's fair to say that most of us, when we have been taught things about stress, more than likely we've been taught coping techniques, uh, maybe some deep breathing, which is great. Uh, maybe some uh, refocus your attention on something else, which is great. Or refocus your attention back to whatever you're supposed to be doing in the moment and away from all the ruminating thoughts of how I'm screwing this up or what is everybody thinking about me. All those coping mechanisms are great, but the problem with those are it's usually having to take our attention off of the task we're doing and on to trying to decrease the stress that we're feeling. And folks, you can't focus on two things at one time. So that means we're going to have to start task switching really fast in our minds and it's going to decrease our performance. So if we can change our whole concept about what stress is, that it's not debilitating, that it's a superpower that's priming our body to perform well, then a lot of the need to cope shouldn't be there in the end. So a global change in mindset to where we see all stress as enhancing, it changes how we see stress in all situations. So why does this work? It works because no matter what's stressing you, no matter if you almost step on a rattlesnake or if you see a presentation that you're gonna have to do next week, your body reacts much in the same fashion. Doesn't mean it won't employ stronger stress response with the rattlesnake right here in this moment, but the chemicals that your body produces to deal with the stress and the way your body recovers from that stress are the same in both situations. Just the timeline is compressed a little bit. An easier way to say that is stress is a generalized response. And that's honestly a gift to us because now as we want to change our mindset around that, we know if we can change how we see stress, then it should work in every instant, not just in a few instances. Now, don't mishear me. This doesn't mean that when you feel an overwhelming stress response, like your stress response starts hitting and you become overstimulated, yes, you may need to do some breathing techniques to get yourself back in the optimal zone of stress. 
But the whole point is no longer should we be trying to rid stress from our life. We should be learning how to capitalize on stress's priming effects in the body. All right, let's talk about the three hormones real quick that are released during the stress response. Those are adrenaline, cortisol, and DHEA. So adrenaline, we've all heard of adrenaline. It feels like pure energy to us. It fires us up really quickly. But adrenaline is released into the bloodstream and activates all the sympathetic receptors that immediately begin prepping the body for fight or flight. So it's like going around, turning on all the light switches. It does things like increasing your heart rate, elevate your blood pressure, and boost your energy supplies. And that's that feeling that you get when that adrenaline surge hits you that we've all experienced. In conjunction with adrenaline, your body releases cortisol. Cortisol is known as a stress hormone. It helps you deal with stress in the moment, but it's also longer lasting than adrenaline. It helps. It's meant to stick around and help you recover and regain homeostasis after the event. Cortisol, even though it's usually portrayed as a bad thing, is honestly a, an amazing magical hormone that primes your body for stress and also helps it recover afterward. But if our body triggers a response, a stress response, think rattlesnake. Cortisol curbs functions that would be non-essential or harmful in a fight or flight situation. It alters the immune system responses and suppresses the digestive system. It does this because they're very energy intensive and it's trying to redirect energy towards the stress response. It also tamps down things like the reproductive system and growth processes. Again, trying to conserve that energy and redirect it towards the here and the now of the stress response. And lastly is DHEA. DHEA is nothing more than a growth hormone. It's really important in our day-to-day -day lives. But if we look specifically at the stress response, DHEA's goodness comes from helping us be more clear-headed, perform better in the moment because it's an antagonist to cortisol. For all of cortisol's goodness, it's also doing damage in the body. So DHEA comes in behind it and it starts cleaning up some of that damage. Maybe the best way to say it is research has proven that DHEA helps us become more resilient to stress. It helps us recover much faster to get to homeostasis and prepare to do it again. Now, there's something called the growth index of stress, and this is where mindset is so important. The ratio of DHEA, the good stuff, to cortisol, it's good, but it also causes damage. The ratio of those two together is called the growth index of the stress response. A higher growth index, meaning more DHEA, helps people thrive under stress. So in some research studies, it has predicted academic persistence and resilience in college students, as well as higher GPAs. During military survival training, a higher growth index was associated with greater focus, less disassociation. That means your mind drifting off somewhere else, kind of like the mental flight of fight or flight, if you will keeps you focused on the task at hand, and it also provided superior problem-solving skills. Last but not least, fewer post-traumatic stress symptoms were suffered afterwards with people with higher growth indexes during training. So further research, this is what Aaliyah Crum has been focusing on for years. What she was trying to prove was if we take on a stress-enhancing mindset, will that increase our growth index during the stress response? And the answer has been yes. Up to this point, all research has pointed to if we can simply shift our general response to stress and turn it into a this is going to help me versus debilitate me, we increase our growth index. We produce more DHEA and it helps us perform better in the moment. And it also helps us recover faster to get us back down to homeostasis and prepare to do it again if needed. 
So let's move back to the example of you having to give your introduction on day one at selection. Now let me paint the picture for you. There's about 50 people in this room. A lot of them are your fellow candidates who are going through the process with you. Your evaluators are in the room. All the support folks who are helping create the environment during selection, all of them are there, eyes focused on you as you stand up, face them, and tell us about yourself. Now, for some of us, that's highly stress-inducing. For others, we handle that well. But regardless, if you have a stresses-enhancing mindset, what we now know through the research is you'll have higher levels of DHEA as you stand up, which will enable you to remain more clear-headed, which will help you produce a better introduction so we get to know you better and your candidates, your fellow teammates get to know you better. And then as you sit back down, you're going to recover from that stress a lot faster. And what does that mean on the backside? What it really means is if we had a higher growth index during that stress response, meaning that we see stresses enhancing and, and it's our superpower, we can reflect on a more accurate picture of how we performed because we weren't overwhelmed inside the stress response. Normally, when we get overstimulated and we perform, we are often blind to a lot of the chunks of our performance. Oftentimes, we think we witnessed it all because we were so hyper-focused, but in the end, if you ask people around you to give you feedback, you will hear them tell you things that you didn't even realize were going on during that stress response. So with a stress-enhancing mindset, it makes our growth index higher. It releases more DHEA. It helps us stay more focused and aware in the moment. And when we sit back down to recover, we can then look back and assess our performance and change what we need to change in the future to get better and maintain what worked well for us in the moment. And that's the magic sauce all of us should be seeking out. Instead of us having this stress debilitating mindset and to where when I sit back down after being overly stimulated, and then my mind is just going to start ruminating. My ego is going to come in and say, oh my God, man, I sounded stupid. I couldn't get the words out of my mouth correct. All these things that are just worthless to future performance, we can now interrupt that. We can change our entire global mindset around stress, see it as our superpower, get our growth index up during performance, and help us recover afterwards because we saw our performance more clearly. We're more clear-headed after the event, and we're not stuck in rumination or all the silly things about our ego being threatened. So let's now shift focus into the three steps that Dr. Crum tells us can transform a stress as a debilitating mindset into a stress as enhancing mindset. Now, before we get into these three steps, it's important to note that when we're under acute stress, especially when we think stress is debilitating, oftentimes our limbic system will override our prefrontal cortex. That means our monkey mind is taking control and shutting down our ability to think logically. And that's definitely not where we want to be when we're having to perform at optimal levels. So with that little tidbit in hand, let's look at the three steps. Step number one, we need to acknowledge the stress. So, so many of us try to avoid the stress, try to ignore it, try to get it out of our lives. But what she's saying is we simply need to be aware that the stress is there. This activity alone, this acknowledgement, this awareness has been proven through research to increase activity back to the prefrontal cortex and decrease the brain activity in the limbic region. And it's also important during this step one, acknowledging the stress to understand what it's doing to your body. So when it happens again in the future, you can recognize it. You can become aware of it faster. You can regain some prefrontal cortex control, which will allow you to refocus on what's important in the moment, which is the task. All right, good. Number two, welcome the stress. Welcome it for the superpower that it is. And also welcome it because it is just signaling to you 
that's something you care about is at stake, tie back into Kelly McGonigal's definition. It's just that signal telling you that something you care about is at stake and you want to perform at optimal levels. So not ignoring it, acknowledging it, and welcoming it into your experience. And step number three, utilize the stress to your benefit. Again, utilize it as your superpower. As you stand up, you're going to use the energy that it created. You're going to use the focus that it created, and you're going to perform at your optimal level. That's what evolution created stress for, to prime our bodies to perform optimally when needed. So let me cover those one more time real quick. Step number one to changing a stress is debilitating mindset to a stress is enhancing mindset. So the first thing we have to do is acknowledge the stress. By simply acknowledging it, we now engage our prefrontal cortex more. We increase our levels of DHEA and we have more options moving forward. Step number two is welcome the stress. Stress simply means that we're moving towards something we care about. And then finally, step number three, utilize stress as your superpower and allow it to help you perform optimally. All right, folks, that's it for stress. I hope this at least provided some benefit to you for those coming up to our ANS process. I'm telling you, start working on this, start shifting your mindset around to a stress is enhancing superpower, and it will change outcomes when you get to selection, I promise you. Again, stress isn't always fun. It's not gonna feel great. It's not intended to. The stress response is meant to agitate you and get you ready for action, not to feel good. It's not a hedonic response. But research is becoming quite clear that if we embrace the stress as enhancing mindset, we increase our growth index, we perform better, we recover faster, and we're able to do it all over again, which is highly important inside these soft careers. So those are our five attributes. I would suggest if you're going to come up to our ANS process, whether you're a support person or an operator, it'd behoove you to go listen to each of those again, at least one time, and then do your own research. Seek out your, like go down to the show notes, maybe click on some of those resources, go find your own resources. And some of the best resources around you are things like your psych doc, if you have one, your friends, your family, your coworkers. Get them to give you feedback on how you are at these attributes. Give them a verbal grade sheet so they understand how to communicate more effectively to you to let you know how they perceive you in these five core attributes. All right, I hope the rest of your week goes well. Invest in your family, invest in your friends, make some new connections, and push the ball forward in your life. Focus on what means the most to you, and hopefully at some point you come up here and give our organization a shot. We need all of you up here to help us solve some of the nation's toughest tactical problems. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time on the Insight Through Experience podcast.